What's up? It's your girl Roro coming at you the next best thing to live with a new installment that I like to call Where the fuck are the support groups for the supporters of people with chronic pain? So there's a lot of chronic pain conditions out there and all of them are fucking awful, especially the ones that actually involve, you know, neuronal degeneration, which is just, you know, hell on earth. And if you're someone who suffers from those, I don't know what you did in your past life, motherfucker, but you fucked up. Um, but in all seriousness, you know, it's it's tragic and it's awful and it's it's... It's not something that, you know, I can even imagine having to face. Um, you know, my uncle died from ALS and my partner suffers from another chronic pain disorder um, with with something of a degenerative component, but not like ALS. Um, not to that extent. So, um, you know, it's something that's been a part of my life for a long time, but I gotta fucking ask, like, where the hell? are the support groups for the people that care and for and love people with chronic pain. Because chronic pain sufferers, you guys, you go through a lot. I'm not going to belittle it. I know that it's got to be hell. I don't know how you guys face it. Um, you guys are brave. But I, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> you motherfuckers, <laughs> you sons of bitches are the most unpleasant people uh, to be around in the goddamn world. Um, and a lot of it, you know what, I, I don't, it's a difficult thing because it's easy to say it's not your fault, <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes it fucking is. <laughs> sometimes it's not, sometimes it is. It's a lot more complicated than saying you can't help it. Um, because there are times, yeah, where, you know what, I think anybody in that kind of a situation becomes kind of a shit, um, when you're constantly in pain, you know, me personally, um, you know, I have an autoimmune disease, so I don't experience that level of pain, but when I do experience, you know, pain, um, you know, yeah, no, I can be a very unpleasant person. Like I just kind of am like, fuck the world, don't talk to me. Um, I don't lash out, but I get just kind of, I turn into like, you know, little badger in a hole, like, leave me alone. I'm going to sleep. Um, and so I don't deal with anything like what a sufferer of chronic pain deals with. Um, at least if I manage my autoimmune condition, I won't. If I'm smart, <laughs> then I won't have to deal with it. Though there are people with my condition that do, uh, it does degenerate into chronic pain. And that scares the fucking piss out of me because my partner has chronic pain and there are times where he is an asshole. Um, and so I want to know where are the support groups for people who care for the sufferers of chronic pain who have to deal with, you know, people being snappy and shitty and grouchy and having the most unimaginable mood swings. <laughs> and the problem is, you know, these people with chronic pain will always tell you, oh, it's not you, it's the pain. But you know what? There, it is, it's tricky to tell. It's tricky. Tricky, tricky. Uh, because, you know what, they'll be doing just fine. And then, you know, a cold front will move in and suddenly they're just kind of, they've got like a lemon expression on their face. And they're just kind of just like, no, don't do that. And, you know, um, and then they kind of, sometimes you guys kind of get, you revert to kind of like an infantile state 
where it's like, you left the door open two seconds too long to get the mail, and now I'm cold. And it's like, okay, fuck you, motherfucker. Get your own goddamn mail. And I, you know, I get it to an extent that when you're in a lot of pain, like you do, like anything that, that fucks with you, you just get angry about. Um, and you know what? When I'm in extreme pain from, you know, like I have, I have hell on earth menstrual cramps. Like I just basically eat a bottle of Aleve. Uh, you know, yeah, I get it. It's like, just don't fuck with me. Don't do anything that's going to like interfere with my like cone of like peacefulness that I'm generating for myself because otherwise I'm going to murder the world. Just so like, to some extent I get it, but the problem with chronic pain sufferers is it's not just once a month. Um, it's multiple days per week. Um, and sometimes it's the better part of a month and you know, it can be anything. It can be, you know, you didn't put the fork in the sink. You, you know what I mean? You, <laughs> you, you know, you left the window open and the toilet seat is cold. Um, you know, <laughs> the heat is one degree lower than optimal on the thermostat. How dare you? Um, which can lead to like very bizarre forms of, of, of outrage um, and really petty shit. And it's tough. It fucking sucks. It's like, you know, am I caring for like an adult here or do I have a fucking petulant toddler on my hands? And I'm going to be really like, like really real with you guys and just really um, kind of raw about it. Because you know what? If you are someone who cares for somebody who has chronic pain, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sometimes these assholes, you kind of want to kill them. You do want to kill them. Like sometimes, sometimes you look at their meds and go, I know what these meds are and I know what proportions would be necessary to kill you. Um, you don't do it, obviously, because you love them. And if you, like, don't murder people, you fucking assholes. I'm not endorsing that unless, you know, unless someone's trying to kill you first. Um, but sometimes you're just like, God damn it, you sons of bitches. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, it, 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 it becomes... It wears on you um, in ways that you don't expect. It's not just being tired. It's, you know what? That person is like, you know, after you got up to pee last night, you took the covers and when you put the covers back on yourself, you introduced a little bit of air and, and, and then I couldn't sleep. And you're just like, you know what? Okay, fuck you, separate beds. And then they're never happy with that. They're like, no, I want to sleep in the same bed with you because otherwise I'll be lonely. And it's like, well, then fucking stop complaining about little stupid shit. Because what happens when you are a sufferer of chronic pain is it's like, I swear to God, you keep a, like a little notebook in the back of your head of all the little things, the inadvertent, accidental, um, you know, non-intentional things that a person does that hurt you. You know what I mean? Like, you keep it in the back of your fucking mind. Like, you lift the, co the covers too much. Um, you change the position of your pillow and my my wrist was on that pillow and then you moved it and it hurt my wrist. Um, you left the door open too long. Um, you were slightly too loud. You're laughing too much. Um, you know, you didn't cook the food just quite the way that's right and this weird taste is fucking with me um you know your texts were a little bit too aggressive um uh, you know it, it, it the list goes on and on and on you know you sat down on the couch too hard um your nap was too long and then i had no one to help me i mean the list goes on and on and on and on and on 
you know, and it is like, you know, it's like caring for a child sometimes and it fucking sucks. Can we just be real about that, please? Can we just be real about how fucking difficult it is to care for someone with chronic pain? I know that it is much more difficult to have the chronic pain. I'm not a fucking asshole, but let's just be real. It's fucking awful. And where the hell are the support groups for these people? There's all kinds of support groups for people who take care of dementia sufferers. Okay. Um, but, uh, Dementia, dementia sufferers aren't the only ones who verbally abuse when they're having a bad day, <laughs> is my point. Um, and you know what? There's times where it's just like, I have to get out of the house because if I got to listen to your whining, I'm going to kill you. Um, because there's a point at which chronic pain sufferers, it kind of goes over from, you know, here's what I need for you to do to care for me. And it does go into whining. And you know what? I, I, to some extent, I can't fault you for it. But to some extent, I fucking can. Because it's driving me crazy sometimes. Um, when, it, when it goes from here's what I need to feel good to here's all the little shit you did that ruined my whole day. Um, you know, like you, you know, you didn't, you, you brought me the regular Coke instead of the diet Coke and, you know, now I'm all fucked up. It's like, okay, you know what? How about no Coke at all? No Coke for you. Um, and it's a very, very difficult thing to deal with because it just wears on you. Um, and they make you feel sometimes lazy for taking the naps and taking the hikes and taking the personal time that you need. And you know what? It's like, I'm sorry, you're suffering from chronic pain. Um, but you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have gone into the military <laughs> where they fucking abused you. Don't get me wrong. I support the troops, but I do not support the military. And yes, there is a fucking difference, you stupid conservative motherfucker. Um, because, you know, yeah, they break bodies. That's what they do. They're not there to make you stronger. They're there to take what they can and break you. And he's a Gulf War vet. So, you know, who the fuck knows? Bad vaccines for you know, um, for, that were untested for, um, you know, anthrax or who, who the fuck knows, who the fuck knows, right? Or maybe just having your body fucking broken the way that they, you know, break your body. I don't know, whatever it is, you know, he's fucked up. Um, and so, you know, I'm proud of him as a veteran, but I still hate the fucking military. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> You're not going to change my mind there. Um, and so it, it, it just kind of comes down to a situation where you have to compartmentalize yourself, essentially, where you're just like, okay, this person is being like grouchy. This person's being like an asshole today. And I'm just, you know what, I'm just going to take care of them. And then I'm going to like go, I'm going to go work out on the treadmill and that's going to be me time. Um, but anyway, this podcast isn't about like strategies for dealing with a sufferer of chronic pain. It's, it's more about, you know, just being real about how much it sucks. Because honestly, that's the first fucking step is for people to come forward and say, you know what? You guys are fucking grouchy ass, like touchy ass motherfuckers sometimes. I mean, really, really, really. Um, so the first, the, the first thing that, um, that I have to, <laughs> that I have to kind of, kind of talk about too is y'all are some taking advantage ass motherfuckers sometimes. You, you know, you are, you know, it's like, oh, bring me some, some, you know, if it's not, well, let me back up. Like, 
Obviously, if you care for someone with chronic pain, you're used to bringing in medication and blankets and, and maybe some other kinds of care activities that aren't so pretty. Um, you know, um, and, and, you're, and you're used to that. But it's sometimes you guys can kind of take it, press your advantage. You really can. You know you can, you know, with like, oh, well, you know, if you... Uh, if you talk to your mother, you know, you're going to get animated and it's going to upset me. So like as the carer, you would like adapt yourself. You talk to your mother when he's not there um, or or when, you know, he's like in a completely different area of the house taking a nap. Um, you, you like adapt your language and you adapt like how you feel and maybe you don't tell him everything you're feeling, um, you know. Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know what? That is what it fucking is, but it's fucking glaring because at the end of the day, you basically have to have one of these fucking podcasts where you just vent. And I think that's a, that's a big part of what this episode is. Um, but you guys can press your advantage. You really can because, you know, the other person doesn't have chronic pain and knows that and feels fucking bizarrely guilty about it, which does not make any kind of goddamn sense. Why should I feel guilty for something I didn't give you? I didn't cause this. Um, I, I neither gave you the genetic predisposition for this, nor whatever the hell set it off in your life. But you do. You feel guilty. And that's like so fucked up. Why should you feel guilty that the other person has a disease you had nothing to fucking do with? I don't know. Like, why should you feel guilty for being healthy? And that's kind of where um, you guys know how to press your advantage. Because you know that the other person will like run to the store and get you the, you know, the energy drink or the whatever it is. Um, but I have definitely come to a point in my relationship where I have learned to tell the difference between what is seriously like necessary. Like, okay, this is bad that like, we gotta go to the emergency room because they need to like just knock you the fuck out because the pain is so bad, okay? Um, versus I want Cheetos. And it's like, fuck you and your fucking Cheetos, motherfucker. I was up all goddamn last night because you couldn't swallow. Eat me. Go get your own goddamn Cheetos. Um, and, you know, you have to learn to recognize the difference. And, and the fucked up thing is you still feel guilty about not getting the fucking Cheetos. But you have to get yourself in a mindset where you don't. And I'm just not quite there yet. Um, but, you know, that's why we need the support group. So where we can vent about people who, you know, you guys know you press your advantage. You fucking know it. Basically, you're like menstruating women, but every day of the fucking month. And if it's once a month, it's like, can you get me some chocolate? Okay, sweetheart. But imagine that. Imagine how like, you know, trifling that you are on the worst day of your period, if you're a woman, um, and multiply that by 15 times every goddamn day. And that is what it's like to care for a chronic pain sufferer. Um, you know, where it's just, can you do this? <clears throat> can you do that? Can you help me out here? Can you do this, that, the other thing? You know, and you always... Because uh, the other thing is, you know, chronic pain causes people to be forgetful and to have, you know, sort of mental lapses, which is the scariest part of this. Because when you're in pain, like, yeah, your brain doesn't work. Um, newsflash, you know, again, I always go back to, you know, female menstrual cramps, but that's my biggest frame of reference, that or joint pain. Um, and you know what, when, when you're experiencing that, you know what, you're just not, 
really with it. You're not really aware of what's going on and you say things or do things that are incoherent. Best case scenario, people just leave you alone and so that you don't fuck up. But you know, if you can't be left alone, then you kind of, you're spaced out, you know? Um, your fucking supervisor thinks you're on goddamn drugs. It's like, I'm not on fucking goddamn drugs. I'm in pain. Leave me alone. Or I'm going to snap at you. Um, and you know, imagine that, but every day of the week, and that's what it's like living with a chronic pain sufferer. And it's hard. It is hard because you know, you'll be like, did you lock the door? Yes. Well, no, they didn't. So you, so you're constantly checking up after them for things that affect your mutual safety, you know? Um, you know, did you bring your keys in? You know, because we live in an okay neighborhood, but it's not a great neighborhood. So it's like, did you bring the keys in or are they in the door of your car? Because the house key's on there. Um, you know, um, did you feed the cat? So then you learn to, you know, make sure you feed, feed the cat, you know. Um, and eventually... I just kind of had to cut it off when it came to his dog. And that is most definitely the subject of another podcast, but where it just became like, okay, you know what? If you can't pick up shit, then you shouldn't have the dog. Um, and if you, you know, um, cause I'm not doing that shit. At some point you have to get tough. And this is what's really fucking rugged is at some point you have to turn into a mom. Like you fucking have to, like it's, it's aggravating. Like I never wanted to have to turn into my mom in terms of like how I deal with someone that I'm caring for because, you know, um, you know, I, I just never wanted to be a mom. I just, I did, ugh, gross. Um, you know, she's very like strong and tough and, and all the rest of it. But like when I was like a teenager, you know, you're, you're just terrified of turning into your mother because, you know, your mother says no a lot. Well, you know, <laughs> when you get older, you realize why she said no. It's because you were draining the fucking life out of her. And if she didn't say no, she was going to like snap and take you out with a baseball bat, basically, and bury you underneath the back porch. Um, and that's why she said no. And that's why mommies out there learn to say no, or you will take out your offspring. Um, but needless to say, a lot of my siblings are still in therapy about it. Why didn't you let me blah, 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 blah. And it's like, because she would have killed you, you asshole. Um, so anyway, I've turned into my mother when it comes to caring for my boyfriend with chronic pain. And there's times where I'm like, damn girl, like that's harsh. But I always come back and say, you know what? No, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You were up all night with him. He can get his own fucking Cheetos. Fuck him. <laughs> I love you, but fuck you. Um, I care for you, but suck a dick. And that's what you, ha that's the point you have to get to as, as a carer. It's fucking annoying, but it's true. And, you know, everybody's got to deal with this. And it, honestly, it breaks up a lot of marriages. Like the, the now the, the one that kind of like springs to mind is like Stephen Hawking. Okay. Cause like, I was like fucking like, what, what, like blown away to learn that like this guy had been married twice. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta say, this is like, okay. <clears throat> I would not wish ALS on anybody, but reading some of the stuff that his first wife went through, like, um, you know what? He was kind of a fucker. Like, like, again, nobody should have to deal with ALS except for like, you know, rapists. Um, but you know what? She, she, I mean, imagine having to deal with like being the husband of guy that everybody thought was just fucking brilliant and was like literally kissing his ass and worshiping the ground under his feet. You know, like this is why I would never marry like a, a famous person, basically. Um, you know, he was just like worshiped and you know what? 
I'm reading just like a quote from her. Her name is Jane Wilde. They married in 1963, I believe. Um, or sorry, 1965. Um, you know, and uh, basically she got she got left behind. Like um, she'd had kids uh, and didn't get any help. Now again, you've heard my previous podcast, and you kind of know my thinking on this. Is you know, don't expect to get help if you're a mother. Um, but even my mother had a lot of help from my father, um, in ways that did not pertain directly to childcare. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, don't become a mother thinking you're going to get help from your husband by the fucking way, because how much help did your own mother get from your dad? Think about that motherfucker. And then wonder why the hell you'd expect any different from your husband. But he helped in, in, in you know, in, in every like non-childcare way, you know? Um, so... I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, do I think he did enough to care for kids? I don't know. It was a different time. I know my mom doesn't think so. Um, but, uh, you know, the point is, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Because in the case of Stephen Hawking, like, he was just off writing about physics. Um, and she's just like, you know, she felt like she and her family had been left behind. Um and this is, you know, like, this is where, like, she's a sassy bitch. Um, she says, uh, this is an interview, ended up being published in the New Zealand Herald. Um, she says, I rather felt that the family had been left behind. To me, Stephen was my husband and the father of my children. One does not say to one's husband, oh, you're so clever. I must worship the ground under your feet. Or in this case, wheels. <laughs> she's a salty bitch. And I support that. Um, and you know what? I, I myself am in not anything. Uh, I'm in a in a situation that could have become similar. Let me put it that way. You know, um, my partner sort of considered himself a <clears throat> minor celebrity when we met, which is ridiculous, but was very much full of himself. Um, and everybody also kind of worshipped the ground he walked on for various reasons. And... You know, I don't begrudge him that, but his general attitude was such that it's like, okay, well, everything else is now your problem. Like, my dog shit is now your problem because I am so illustrious in my career. And it's like, mm, no, <laughs> no. Um, you know, a lot of women would have just like cowed and caved into that. But uh, yeah, no, because, you know, I am also someone who gets an incredible amount of praise and maybe have a bit of a big head. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a minor celebrity because I'm fucking not, but you know what? I've done a lot of shit. Um, and I'm proud of it. But the difference is, you know, I'm not just like, well, you got to take care of my cat <laughs> because like I have no time for minor things, you know, he just sort of expected me to keep the house up and do all this stuff. But then his disease really kicked into overdrive and it's like, well, your chickens kind of came home to roost, didn't they? I mean, I hate to say that this is his karma, but God, I feel sorry for his previous wives. My God, like if this is how he treated them, like, mm, yeah, you know, they say you date the person you deserve. And if that's the case, you definitely deserve me, asshole. Because <laughs> I don't play. I do not play. You know, um, I'm hard. I'm hard like my mom is hard. You know, she's from Detroit. And people are always just like, you know, she grew up in poverty. You know, my people, my people who know me are just like, oh, yeah, right. Like what? Like Belle Isle. And it's like, try Six Mile and grash it, motherfucker. You've seen that movie Eight Mile by Eminem? Yeah, well, Six Mile is two streets fucking worse. So it's like, fuck you. But I'm hard. Um, and he was not expecting anybody this hard dating me. 
Um, but I like this salty bitch. I like this Jane Wilde. <laughs> like this little salty bitch. <laughs> I don't worship the ground under your feet, or in this case, wheels. <laughs> Woo! I like her. I see you, bitch. I see you. Mm. Um, but then what? What's crazy to me is so like they split up. Um, oh my god! And so he hooks up with his fucking nurse. And I don't know if you've seen a picture of this woman, but she's fucking ugly. Jane Wilde is a pretty good looking lady in a round sort of way, but it's like, you know what? Mm, I can feel that. But this bitch, she is like, oh my God. Um, She was his nurse, which is like, oh, predictable in the first place. But then you look at her and I swear to God, she has that haircut that all fucking nurses from like the 90s have. You know, where it's like fluffy on top and fluffy on the sides. It's a she mullet, basically, and she looks like a sheep. And she's not attractive. But I don't know. I guess something about relying on someone wiping your ass. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But apparently she was like super toxic and and like, you know, wouldn't let his kids see him uh, or, you know, or let his ex-wife even, like, talk to him, and it's like, wow, bitch, like, I'm sorry, like, it's okay to not let your ex, your, your partner talk to exes, but if you have kids, it's unavoidable, so, yeah, it's pretty fucking shallow, and I guess, like, what's fucking crazy is it's just, like, all right, I gotta, I gotta be real with y'all, there's a lot of nurses out there that, you guys are heroes, okay, you guys have worked through 2020, and you haven't gotten a break. Some of you guys have been working for more than 250 days straight. Like all shifts. Like you guys don't get breaks anymore. It's awful. You guys are heroes though. You really fucking are. But some of you <laughs> are some skeevy trifling hoes. <laughs> and y'all know who you are. And the reason I say that is because my own partner had one of these skeevy trifling ho nurses after him um, before and during, uh, when I first met him and she had the same fucking haircut and she actually had the same facial features. I'm like looking at this picture in the New Zealand Herald going like, what the fuck (laughs) is like, what the hell? Um, I don't know because she's like in her sixties and my boyfriend, partner, whatever you want to call him is in his forties. And I had just turned 30 Um, and she was like, she was trifling. She was trifling, trifling hoe. Um, she was like always trying to kiss him and like running out of restaurants if she saw us like kissing together. He was trying to like make it a situation where, you know, uh, she became my friend too. And it's like, bitch, that's not how this fucking works with the trifling hoe nurse. Trifling hoe nurse don't tolerate other women. Um, And so it eventually became like a, you know, she gave him an ultimatum, it's her or me. And it's like, hmm, okay. So let's see. Um, Skeevy, crusty, you know, geriatric fucking nurse with grandkids. (laughs) Or hot young 30-something, you know, with a PhD. Jesus, wow. Like, that's a tough choice. And she got pissed off and, like, moved away and, like, just couldn't fucking handle her shit. Um, you know, and, and it's like, what is it? I don't know, but there is something about skeevy trifling nurse hose and, and chronic pain or degenerative disease sufferers. I think it's that y'all are targeting men who you don't see as a threat. 
you're targeting men who you know are going to be incapacitated um, for most of your time together so you can basically get their money. And that's really what it came down to because she was broke. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's like, really? I mean, um, I don't know. But anyway, so skeevy, skeevy trifling nurse ho <laughs> ends up, you know, divorcing him because who knows why? Maybe there was a prenup. Um, but afterwards, his relationship with his family drastically improved. But the point is, you know what? Yeah, there is something about nurses seeing a, a chronic pain sufferer and just being like, yeah, damn, like, that's what I want. Like a guy that's probably going to kick the bucket in 20 years and um, I can step in and like have everything I want. And the reason that this is so interesting to me is because I've had the same allegations leveled at me, which is one reason why I just I refuse to get married. Um, because, you know, it's like, no, I'm not after, you know, we like he's not rich. He has a house. But then again, you know what? Comparatively to most men on the dating market, like that does make him look rich. <laughs> so whatever. Um, you know, it's like we both we both pay the mortgage, motherfucker. We split that shit. I don't nobody rides for free, bitch. I pay my half of utilities and bills and all that shit. Um, but again, um I've had those allegations leveled at me, so you know, uh it's just a, a complicated situation. But all of that being said, there are some attractive things um, about dating somebody who does suffer from chronic pain. And these are the redeeming things. So now I kind of want to get to like, this is like the part of the support group where you talk about like your, you know, count your blessings. And honestly, you know what? One of those fucking blessings is uh, people with chronic pain diseases, they don't have social lives. <laughs> <laughs> and that's awesome for someone like me. I am an introvert. I do not like people. And even before 2020 started, I didn't like going out. And so when quarantine was necessary, I was in heaven and I'm not going to apologize for it. I absolutely love not having to see any of the people he knows or anyone at all for that matter. My friends are all introverts too. And we have like a strong digital relationship, but motherfucker, we don't even like seeing each other in person. We like to text and, and engage through like media online and, and collaborate on stuff online, but we do not like to sit in the same room because for us, it's like gross. So that's like where I'm at. So like 2020 has been like a blessing in that particular regard. It would be nice to have that without the death and the destruction and the social unrest, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, so... Yeah, no, that was perfect for me. I absolutely love the fact that I don't have to see his skeevy trifling ho friends, his asshole buddies, um, or or any of my like you know family members that that I don't care for. Because most you know my nuclear family I love, I love my siblings even though they're assholes. Absolutely love my mom and dad. They're great people. But I've got some aunts and uncles out there that, you know, supported the orange shit stain and I will never, never, never forgive them for it because they were actually calling my mother and hounding her and trying to get her to support the orange shit stain. And I, you know what? I guess I'm a vindictive person. I'm sorry, but the bonds of family... If you're a racist homophobe, I don't consider you family. So these people are completely out of my life forever now. Um... For, what, for better or worse. Um, but again, not seeing people, amazing. And the nice thing about chronic pain sufferers is that they don't go out much anyway. Um, and that is perfect if you're an introvert. Because when we first met before his disease really kicked into high gear, um, 
oh my god you know what like i just i just bowed out i'm like yeah whatever do your social thing i don't fucking care because i couldn't keep up with it you know and he was like well it's kind of expected of you as my partner because the position he's in i don't know i guess it like it's something where it like it made him look better to have a stable relationship but it's like nope sorry i'm out like i'm you know if they want to verify that i exist text me um fuck you i don't care um i'm so sick of these you know dinners or whatever trying to pretend i give a fuck because i didn't and i don't and you know what all the women that i would see there that did have to go to all these things if in the case of their male partners and the male partners because there's a lot of women in this field too um you know just like every field but you know what they weren't happy like all of us were just like yeah fuck this shit you want to go to the parking lot and have a drink fuck all these assholes because it's like no no motherfucker i don't care um and the other thing that's really good about uh dating a chronic pain sufferer is you know what like they aren't able to fuck very often it's kind of nice um you know as somebody who has an autoimmune disease i don't i don't like feel like fucking very often like i told you about my relationship with the dick but i also don't feel like sucking very often because bitch i'm tired um autoimmune diseases you know if you don't suffer from chronic pain yourself you do have chronic fatigue and honestly like you know what like fuck you i mm -mm. i'm tired let's cuddle bitch let's cuddle <laughs> that's all i have the energy for and the nice thing about a chronic pain sufferer is they get that you know what they're like yeah okay they're you know okay i understand i understand what it is to be like drained and exhausted and like you're just you're just tired and you're out like i i like that about chronic pain sufferers they understand it they really do um and that's that's a benefit so i guess like to wrap up our support group here remember that like as annoying and as fucking whiny and needy as sufferers of chronic pain can really be you know um they um they do have some advantages especially if you're an introvert if you're an extrovert just don't don't date one because you will not have a good time you because they can't go with you to your functions um and if that's what you need like if you're an extrovert who needs that like no yeah don't date someone with chronic pain but if you're an introvert you know and the person's not too big of an asshole go for it um, but like, honestly, um, honestly, uh, <laughs> you know, the other thing too is like, let's just face it. Let's just like face fucking reality for a second. More social interaction means greater chance of cheating. Um, let's be real. You know, like it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, like the more people of your acquaintance who are of whatever sex and gender you find attractive, like the more likely you are to cheat. It's just an exposure question it really is um and so that's kind of the nice thing you know but you know be be like aware like it doesn't prevent like everything because you know there's allegations that stephen hawking was cheating i don't know how that fucking like how i don't know they denied it but but it's possible because like you know what like that must have been such like a great comeuppance for this like skeevy nurse hoe to have other carers come in and they're like wiping his ass and like sucking his dick like that must have been such a comeuppance for her um which is just like precious um that you know what like yeah you know what karma bitch um but you know what like you can you can have you know you can so cheating is not like you know it's guaranteed if they're social or or you know restricted if they're not but it does help 
<laughs> to limit, to, you know, to limit that access. So I don't know, but it's like, I mean, can you imagine that? Like how the fuck, how the fuck would Stephen Hawking even cheat? This is the thing. I'm just like, how the fuck would that even work? Like seriously, like it must've been someone sucked his dick. Although, you know what? It could also be emotional cheating because that's a thing. That's for sure a thing. Um, and this is like what every woman goes through when she starts dating a man. Is she basically has to like systematically cut out all of his like work wives and all the women that he like emotionally cheats with. Um, for those of you who don't know, emotional cheating is when you're emotionally invested, uh, heavily emotionally invested in a partner or sorry, a person who is not your partner. So for example, like um, if you're a woman and you're just always like supporting and texting and helping a male friend, that's emotional cheating because you're more invested in that male friend than you are in your partner. And that's why it's cheating. Even if you're not boning them because you know, you've, it's an investment. Like if you just look at it as like so many spoons, right? Like you've given all your spoons to the other person, right? You might be fucking only one person, but like emotionally, you know, emotionally you're fucking other people. Uh, and every like, I don't know, I don't know if gay men deal with this or, or if lesbian women deal with this really, because, but, but straight women, um, your job when you first start dating is basically like search and destroy, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, work wife, nah, -uh, bitch. Like you have to get rid of like all of these like ridiculous pseudo fuck connections. Um, you know, just like that skeevy trifling nurse hoe, um, you know, uh, you have to get rid of them. Um, and people still think that like, like, why, what happened? And what they don't understand is you have to do it out of self-defense. You don't do it because you're insecure or because, um, you know, you are jealous or anything like that. It's because like those trifling fucking hoes, they are always texting you, like they target you. They know what they're after. A woman, a straight woman is never in just a casual emotional cheating relationship with a man and like good there. Um, they see their advantage and they want to press it. So like, you know, I was getting like malicious texts, um, you know, uh, like put downs, um, and basically, you know, harassment from the trifling hoe nurse. And that's why I had to basically cut her out. Um, it, it was because it was very clear that she wasn't going to rest until I left. So ladies, if you're in that position, the best thing you can do is show the text to your partner. Like, don't try to be tough. Don't try to be like a big girl about it. Like, show him because otherwise he won't believe you. So I just finally had to show him all this shit. And he was like, oh, fuck. She's a hoe. And I'm like, thank you. Because um, that's what these hoes aren't expecting, is that you'll actually show the evidence to the man. Because I think when we're, when we're little, we're taught to handle problems ourselves. And like, you know, don't, you know, women handle their shit by themselves and don't get men involved. But you know what? Um, no, uh, you need to. Because otherwise this shit is... People just assume you're crazy or jealous. You need the physical evidence, you know? And so when confronted with that physical evidence, she was like, well, that's not weird. It was all just jokes. And, you know, it was plain to anyone. It wasn't. And so, yeah, that's why she's gone, baby. She's out of his life forever. Um, 
So if you're in that situation, uh, be proactive. Show him what you're getting. Like, show him the texts, like, for real. Um, or record the weird-ass phone conversations or whatever. Like, find a way. Um, because men don't believe that this actually exists. Men will just assume that the new girlfriend is the crazy one. But gather your evidence, because trust me, um, they'll only believe the evidence. Um, which is infuriating about straight men, but I don't know, maybe it's the same for gay men and lesbian women. I really don't know. Or, you know, or people that have other spectrums of, of gender, uh, orientation, identity. But you know what? Like, you gotta, you gotta prevent, present that evidence. But like, here's the thing though, like, it would be super dangerous. It is fucking dangerous though. If you are someone with chronic pain, it is dangerous for you to cheat. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, like if you have chronic pain um you probably take a lot of medications and you probably take a lot of medications that when mixed in certain combinations like are you know potentially lethal (laughs) so like you know and if you're somebody who was like stephen hawking stuck in a chair like how hard would that have been like you know like just Barbara, why are you standing behind me, Barbara? Barbara, what are you doing? Barbara, stop. Like it would have been like gent over. Um, like nobody expected him to live as long as he did anyway. Like it would have been like boom. Um, and that's that's my point. Like, yeah, if you are a sufferer of chronic pain, I'm not saying be afraid your partner's gonna murder you, but just be aware that if you cheat, you have like an extra <laughs> an extra set of uh of problems because they probably give you your medication and they probably know exactly how much of it or in what combinations with your other medication will kill you. Um, Because all of you guys have sleeping pills for sure. Um, Although, you know, if if you're a partner of someone with chronic pain, you probably shouldn't do that. (laughs) Because, you know, like they can detect autopsies and shit. Um, But anyway, it doesn't matter. But the point is like, yeah, don't cheat. It's stupid. Um, But... You know, ultimately, guys, just know that you're not the only people dealing with, you know, caring for someone with chronic pain. And the reality is, yeah, it's going to get worse. I'll probably eventually be wiping my partner's butt. Um, I already, you know, clean up after him in other ways. And yeah, it'll probably happen. Um, And you know what? I'm fine with it because, you know, uh, I don't know, dude, I grew up on like a ranch, man. Like shit is just shit to me. like, you know, I don't want to clean up human shit. Like, I don't have, like, a a penchant or a proclivity. Like, where's the shit? I want to clean it. Um, Otherwise, I'd be a nurse. Um, But, uh, you know, if it's his, you know what I mean? Like, if it's a family member, I guess it's like, it's like, okay, like, what the fuck ever? Put on the gloves and the mask and do it. Um, No big deal. Um, And it's probably headed that way. But, you know, for me, that's like, okay, whatever. Um, So as long as he doesn't get, like, mean, you know, or turn into one of, like, bitter, sometimes sometimes he he gets that way a little bit. But unless he becomes an actual mean and bitter person, like, we're good. Um, But I'll tell you one thing for sure, there will not be other carers. (laughs) Because you carers of chronic pain patients are some skeevy trifling hoes. (laughs) I'm out.